The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, December 1st, 2022. Listeners, please welcome back one of the hardest working men in the adult industry, fan favorite, Rome Major. What's good? What's good? Welcome back, Rome. Poppy Chulo. What's popping? Man, man, chilling, man. Just enjoying the life of California, man. You know, being out here, just a different city, a yes. different era, and a different generation. Ain't that the damn truth? You know it. Yes. So I'm, I'm really glad you agreed to come back for a part two. We got a lot of great information from you in the previous interview. So listeners, if you are, have downloaded this one and you did not listen to part one, just go back to where you found this podcast and listen to the first part because it's chock full of uh, vital information if you are a big Rome major fan. So, uh, but we are going to continue with the interview and what I want to talk to you about is just scenes in general. What do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? I like, uh, basically the, the, what you call the dialogue. I love the dialogue. I like to see more like, okay, you know, growing up, I used to always see white people, white people, always the dialogues. Um, it looks, it looks good. It looks good when you do intros, intros before scenes. So when I'm like when I'm on set and we have a wardrobe, we have dialogue. I meet the co-star. I meet the, the videographer. I meet the photographer. I talk to the director. You know, you're walking around. You see the location. You feel good. It's like it's a it's it's, it's about to go down. This is your time to say action. A lot of people don't understand is you have two different entities. You have you, your real person, and the actor. And it's me, I'm the actor, you know, role major. And you're playing these different roles that, of course, you would never play in your personal life. Sometimes you, it, it, it be, the roles are something that you do on your everyday life to make it look really than what it is. But, you know, everybody knows when you're watching movies, it's movies. These are more fantasies. Well, to be that person, to be that person that you're going to give that fantasy to, oh, man, it's the, probably the best feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. They look up to you, you know? So that's what I kind of like being on set. That's what, that's what kind of moved me, you know? Yeah. So continuing on talking about being on set, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most on set? What turns me on is chemistry. I need to have chemistry on set. Either we're doing content, we're doing paid scenes, or we're on set, I need chemistry. That's the most thing that turns me on. I like to see a beautiful girl. I like to see pretty lips. I like to see eye, eye contact. I like to see your breasts. Like, people ask me if, I, if I'm an ass man or a breast man. Honestly, 
you got to have something on your body. If you got an ass and you have regular titties, I'm good. If you have some big titties and a nice little ass, I'm good. But if you don't have nothing, then I got to look at your face. <laughs> um, the worst thing that turns me off is not having chemistry uh, or or a girl is having – she's having a bad day. And she just don't let us know ahead of time. That will make our day go bad because during the scene, she's irritated or annoyed, and she didn't let us know that she was annoyed. You know, it's kind of hard because you still have to give a good performance, but at the end of the day, still be professional to the woman, the female performer. So, you know, it's kind of hard when you're doing stuff like that on set. Yeah, I feel you on that. That, that can, I totally understand that. Yeah, when I, whenever I've asked that question in the past, uh, attitude it can be a, a major turnoff. That's what other performers have said. So, uh, yeah, because it's true. I mean, you got to make the magic together. And if half of, you know, the scene, you know, the other partner in the scene is just not into it or she's going through it and that sort of thing, it, it can really mm-hmm. bring down the mood of the sets and completely affect the scene. Yes. That's why they always say to you, when you're on the scene, don't answer your phone, don't don't deviate from what you have to do because you came here for a job. This is a business. And that's why everybody, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Sex is fun. You know, having your favorite star you meet, you network with, and you about to have sex with a woman. Like, it's the most, it's art. It's art. Totally. It's totally art. 100%. In a scene... Which do you enjoy the most? So performing this act on camera, which do you enjoy the most? Oral, vag, or anal? Oral, vag, or anal? Hmm. I'm going to say anal. I'm going to say anal. Um, I think all three covers a different base. Um, oral, I like to give it and I like to receive it you know before I give it I want to make sure that the female smells good everything down there looks good and I'm ready to go because you know certain time when you're on set it's really your choice if you want to eat the pussy or not a lot of directors don't really care if you eat the pussy or not you know they always say you know the girls give you head in two different positions and we go throughout the rest throughout the, during the rest of the positions so with me, I like receiving and giving. Um, if I do give it and she's sucking my, sucking my dick and she gives me the eye contact, it gets my dick even harder. Um, if we are anal or vaginal, see, anal is just more of a, it's a, it's more of a tighter hole. You know what I mean? If, if I feel as though that if, A, her pussy ain't tight enough, we're going to the anal. But if her pussy's tight enough, my best position is missionary. Missionary, chemistry. I'm looking at my dick. My dick is getting hard. She's giving me the rhythm I need. I look at, oh, my God, it's just too much. Too many pretty features on when you're doing missionary. So you know what? Let's do vaginal. Vaginal on the back, I love all that because I'm in control. I'm stroking you. I'm putting that work in. Yeah. Speaking of being in control, on camera, when you're on set, in a scene, for, you know, 
all the world to see. What's your favorite position? The whole world to see. From the back. Yes. From the back. When I'm when I'm hitting in doggy style. Because doggy style is you can be on the tip of the couch, tip of the bed. She can turn her body, her face is showing. I'm fucking her. I can go from the side, so I can, I'm still showing the angle in front of the camera. Her ass is bouncing. Yeah, I love that. Then I have my ass, because I know my gay fans love my ass. So at the end of the day, they you see everything. It's a, it's a perfect view for the whole world to see. Yes. You went into this a little bit in the previous interview, but I want to get your chance to sort of answer it now as I'm asking the question directly. How would you describe your fuck style? Passionate and aggressive. Now, let's talk about some of your experiences on set. What has been, in your opinion, one of the funniest things that's ever happened to you on set? Funniest? funniest thing ever happened on set. Honestly, it's not really the funniest thing that ever happened to me on set. It's just when you go on set and you're waiting, you're waiting, you're joking with all the guys, you're joking with the performer, you're joking with everybody on set. So everything kind of seems funny before everything really starts. Um, funny. Funny. Uh, it's just so many little things. Um, I could say something like, I remember it was a, a performer that I had on set, and you don't know if she's a true performer or she's playing into the, because sometimes you get a lot of girls that come in and they just do it for the money. Um, and this girl was a performer, and I didn't know it. And through the whole time, I thought she was she was acting so good. And I had to, I had to like, after we were having sex, I went down to her. I was like, are you acting or are you for real? And she was just like, no, I'm acting. I'm like, you acting? I'm like, damn, you're doing good. But I thought it was real. I thought it was real how she was <laughs> acting. And she did it so good. And she was excellent. She, oh, my God. Who was it? It was, um, who was the girl? Uh, Maggie Green. It was Maggie Green. It was a it was a girl. It was a woman that's in uh, Miami. I shot a scene with her. Her acting was superb, and I couldn't even believe it. I was just like, "Yo, are you really acting?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm acting." I couldn't even believe. It. She was screaming. I, listen, I'm not I'm not the I'm not the largest um, guy in the world. I'm pretty large, but I'm not that large. And how she was screaming, she made it seem like I had a 14 inch penis, and I was going in. And I was just like, "It's no way I'm doing all this." And when it, when the, the camera we went on pause, and I went down and asked her. She was just like, no, nah, I'm playing. I'm, it's not that she was playing. It was just that when a girl, you can have, when, you in personal, when you're in personal form having sex, you're enjoying it. You're, you're looking. You're feeling that motion. But when you're on set, it's a lot of stop and go. It's a lot of, you know, you got to show the angle. So it, 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 was, it was funny that she was a performer like that. She was performing, and I loved it. I loved it. I love that. That's part of art. Also discussing a set, when you're on set, has anything embarrassing ever happened to you on set? 
Oh yeah. Most embarrassing time. Um, it was a a thirteen man blow bang. And oh man, this was funny. It was a thirteen man blow bang. It was everybody, every all mostly all the male performers that was almost today was there. And everybody we was having sex with a girl. We was banging this girl out. I think she was from uh uh the UK. And uh it was time for everybody to come. And at that time I kinda don't really jerk my penis too much. I could I could do it with me and one other girl. If the girl's that bad, I could just look and just do it. But it was thirteen guys. And these thirteen guys was laid it was for a dog a dog fart set. All these girls was laid scattered all over trying to get they they nut out. And me, it was my one of my first scenes in LA. And I was like looking, I was like, um I couldn't really concentrate. It was everybody just hanging around, stroking their dicks, trying to get that nut out, looking at the girl. And I asked the producer, I said, hey, uh, hey, um, is there any way I can just fuck the girl for like two minutes? I could bust a nut. And he was like, no, Rome. You got to sit over there like everybody else and jerk your dick. I was, man, I was, how about for that scene? We had 13 men. It was about nine people that came, and I was one of the guys that didn't come. Uh-oh. Oh, man, I felt so embarrassed. I was like, this was like years ago. I was just like, oh, man, I can't even believe it. I, I, I'm with all these. I was with Jack Slayer, Motor Monster, uh, Slim Poke, um, um, Chris, Chris, Chris Rock. Not Chris Rock. Chris, Chris Cox. Chris Cox. I was about to say, no. Yeah, Chris You Cox. were with Chris Rock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like thinking, I'm like, that's not the name. Um, Chris Cox, uh, um, Eddie J, um, legends in the game. Yeah. It was legends. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a lot of people in that, in that, in that, in that particular scene. Um, John, John, oh man. Uh, uh, not, uh, what's his name? Shawn Michaels. It was a lot of people in that game. Um, I had so Rico Strong, you know, but for for me to be around these big stars and to see what they have to go through, that's what I have to go through. It's whoa, this this the sex it, from having sex in the bed, having sex in front of people, having sex for the world. It's a whole different. It's a life changer. You really have to get your mind right. Mm-hmm. And for me to be where I'm at now. Like now, it's a little bit easier now. I know what my job is. When I get into the scene, it's the girl I'm looking at. This is what I'm focusing. This is where I'm gonna get my dick hard. This is where when you got up in the morning, you knew you had to shoot. You drank water. You ate a small breakfast. You do some working out. You do some meditating. You can't drink. You can't smoke. You can't do none of that. Your meditating is you focusing on the girl and doing what you need to do. All right, so we've discussed the funniest. We've discussed the most embarrassing. What's the craziest, the craziest thing that you've had to do in a scene? Do a DP. My first time doing a DP. DP is basically two male performers, and we're having sex with the female. One penis is in her ass, another penis in her pussy. 
and it was me and my my bro Motor Monster. We had to do a boy boy girl, and I think it was a girl. She's not in the business no more. Her name was Giselle Leon, and uh, he was hitting her from the back, and I was hitting from the front. And it was a couple times that we looked at each other like, you know what? Yeah, you cool. I'm cool. We men. We're going to put this girl to work. And we just fucked her. But it was funny because the camera was down there and doing this thing. And, you know, we fucking the girl. And we did a few scenes like that. You know, we did. It was a girl named Sadie Santana. Same thing. We did a boy, boy, girl. We did a few DTs in that week when we were in California. And we was talking about it. And the reason why it's funny is, and it's the most crazy is because everybody always, some people can do DPs and some people can't, you know. Uh, you have the balls banging back and forth. You got this piece of skin. It's only a piece of skin. It's literally a piece of skin that's between two penises inside this girl. It was one of my first times that I ever did a DP in my life. So now... That was that was crazy to me, you know. Two guys to literally have sex with a girl and not think of anything. But the whole point is, for all the fans that's out there listening, you know that, that that's that's what they like. They like to see two men fucking a girl doing their thing. You know what I mean? As long as you know that your homeboy he ain't gay, he's straight, he's about that business. Then you know that's that's is that crazy enough? That's crazy enough. Now, let's talk about some of your favorites. Now, I'm not saying who's like the top number one or top five. I'm not asking for a number. I'm just saying favorites in general. Who have been some of your favorite performers to work with? Well, number one comes Sarah J. Who's always fantastic. Man, she gave me the runs for my money. It took me about three years to finally shoot with her. Three years. But I'm going to go through the, the women. Uh, Sarah J, um, Karen Fisher, uh, Janet Jackman, Misty Stones. The reason why I'm, I'm, I'm kind of paused because I'm just thinking about it. So many people just run through my head. How many people you want? Like six, seven? No, it's up to you. Whatever you feel is right. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, all right. We got, we got Sarah J. We got Maggie Green. We got Karen Fisher. We have uh, Destiny Cruz. Um, uh, go go fuck me. Oh yeah, that was that was probably one of my favorites too. Um, Bunch forever. The body. Anita Peter. Oh man, Lily Hall. Oh man, that was a beautiful scene. Monet Devon. That was an awesome scene right there. Um, Portia Carrera, Chanel Hart, Harlow Harrison, Lotus Lane, Spanish Barbie, Davina Winters, D. Siren. Oh, that was that was beautiful. Oh man. Um, Dixie Lynn. That was a good one. I like that scene. Uh, Uptown Jenny. Subgirl. Younger Boss. 
I think that's pretty good so far. All right. Are there any performers that you have not worked with yet that you're looking forward to doing a scene with in the future? Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot of girls. Uh, it's the Rome major wish list. Yeah. How about that? Um. It's a girl named uh, Nina Phoenix. She's a porn star. Uh, Alice Thunder. Abella Danger. Kendra Lutz. Uh, oh, man, Abella Danger, Kendra Lutz. Savannah, Savannah Bond. Samantha Gray. Naomi Berker. Um, Natasha Nice. Julianne. Joanna Angel, Ava Devon, and Ava Devon is, you know, she's not even doing Boy Girl no more. I wish. Jada Stevens, Paige Owens, Jocelyn James, Gia Dezoa, 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 I don't know how to say the last name, Dezoa, Gianna Dior, Man, there's so many girls that I didn't work with yet. Ginger Devil, Summer Lynn. Uh, it's a lot. I mean, I think that's a few so far. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's good enough. That's a, that's a good wish list. <laughs> Who in the industry are some performers that you look up to? Are there any performers in the business whose career trajectory inspires you in what you're trying to do in the business? Yes, uh, Prince Joshua. I used to always look up to him. He always gave me good good advice. He always helped me throughout the years. I remember he told me one time I was doing so much when I got into porn. I was, you know, when people get into, when people get into a, the adult industry, you always think that you need a camera. Yeah, you do need these things, but it's a difference though. Like I was getting everything. I was getting computer, lights, camera, uh, different software, different things. And the problem was, it, you got to stay in your own lane. Whatever you do best, stay in your lane. You can't do everything. Not saying you can't, but you need a team to do it. And I remember Prince, Prince was talking to me, and he said to me, always remember, porn is not going nowhere. It's not a competition. You're not racing for anything. It's always going to be here. So just set your pace, stay focused, and stay consistent. Um, Rico Shades, he used to be my webmaster. Uh, he used to always tell me good advice. He always helped me out through things. He always, he was almost like a dad figure, you know. Um, he's probably one of the, probably one of the best videographers out there. Um, shout out to Rico Shades. Sarah J, of course, you know, being a mentor, you know, taught me about, you know, when, when I came in, I was doing a whole bunch of scenes, content trades. And she taught me what kind of content I need to be shooting. You know, she explained to me about spreadsheets. She explained to me about model release forms. She explained to me about contracts. Um, she explained to me about just the industry in general, the ups, the downs, what to look for, what not to look for. Um, she was like a best friend, um, a mom in a way. But she was always making sure that I was good. You know, 
I always had the hots for Sergey. You know, Sergey was like my baby. <laughs> um, but that was another person I always looked up to. Uh, Rob Piper. That was another guy that I always looked up to in the business when I first came to LA. He was one of the guys that you know, as a performer, he was with the the Rob Pipers, the Rico Strongs, the Prince Joshuas, the T Rills. You know, these are the people that I always, the rock, mark the icon. You know, these are the people that I was watching throughout the years. And I said, man, I can't wait to come to LA. I can't wait to do this. Just to be, just to be like them, just to keep moving. You know, I like, I, I like the, I like the motivation. They gave me the motivation. Um, we go strong. Another guy, you know, he's a, he's an icon. He's a symbol, you know, he's a, he's a, if it wasn't Rico, a lot of a lot of us new porn stars that's coming in wouldn't really be here. Tommy for Woolboys. Woolboys dot com. That's another guy I look up to. He's like almost like a, a big brother. You know. When I first started the business, he's the one that plugged me in with a lot of things in the East Coast. You know, kinda of put me on the map in the beginning, kinda of show me self discipline. He's a he's a good friend, you know, he's family, you know, so uh, any issues or anything that I need to say, I used to always ask him and keep it real. Like, and that's what I like about it. He kept it real. Like, he's like that. He's that guy. You know, I always, I cherish him. He's my boy. Shout out to World Boys. It's funny. I was thinking about, you know, certain, it was a guy named, his name is James Finn. He's uh, one of my good friends out here in uh, L.A. And I look up to him in a way, just in a way where he's a good friend. You know, he never doubt me wrong. He always called me, check on me. You know, <clears throat> he always kept it real. Cause sometimes in LA, man, it's hard. Everybody's fake. And you know, sometimes you got to find the people who's real. And he never let me down, never once. Shout out to my man, James Center. Laura Jensen. That's another person I looked up to. She was always business minded. She was always. You know, like I've been at a house before where she's a mom and she do excellent as a mom and you would never know, you know, and by her being in the business world, she, she, she does it so well. She does it so well. I remember that we used to have like conversation just about anything and she was just breaking down certain things that I needed to know, you know, shout out to Laura Jensen, shout out, shout out to my man, uh, he a director. Jim Camp. Jim Camp, what I liked about him, you know, he masterminded the business where he got multiple of sites, you know, meaning as he taught you where to win is to have multiple sites, have traffic to each site. You know, it was a few times that we had conversations where he said a lot of things that made sense. He kind of got straight to the point. He didn't really cut no, he didn't sugarcoat anything, you know. And the reason why I'm saying certain things is kind of for me to be where I'm at today. You know, I'm glad you asked that, that question. For me to be where I'm at today, certain people as I look up to as heroes, and I'm still here in the business. Um, it's a new squad that I'm messing with right now. Uh, they're mainly from uh, either Tampa Bay area or the New York area. Subgirl, Taylor, uh, Dan, Crystal, and then the teachers. Uh, they call Beauty and the Beast. 
and my homie Leah. They're my new squad now. You know, people who I'm around that we sharing different ideas to, you know, making things work, you know, making moves in the industry. You know, 2023 is going to be something different. You know, it's a lot of things. I think my, mostly a lot of my pain was really 2022. 2022 was really a little bit hard for me, but, you know, hopefully 2023 will be better with this new squad I have now, you know. For all the heroes that's in the business, shout out to them. Now what I want to ask you is some, a couple of serious questions about your experiences in the industry, as if we haven't been serious so far, but I'm talking about, like, you know, just about, like, real issues in the industry. And the first thing that I would like to ask you is, uh, are there any myths or misconceptions that the public might have, that the listeners might have about the industry and porn performers that you would like to dispel? What you mean? Like, give me an example. Well, because if I give you an example, then you might start talking about that. But that isn't what I want. Like, I want, like, is there anything, like, is there anything that the public you think misunderstands about the industry or performers or, or any preconceived notions, any misconceptions, any myths um, about performers I mean, that you would like I mean, to clear up? A lot of up? people always say, a lot of people always say, you know, is porn real or fake? And it's both. It's not that. It's not. It's real. It's real all the way to the extent, but it's fake into a where where the director, you know, where us as male performers are enjoying the, the the female performer, but we not enjoying her in that type of way. It's not more of a lust that we're having sex like you're in the room. You remember, you have to show the camera the penetration, and for the viewers, a lot of people don't know. Like you know, when people. We watch movies and we're looking at these uh, these live action screenshots and people say, Do you take pictures in between the scenes? And the answer is no. We well we can, but we don't do that. We do that before the scene. We do uh, pictures and hardcore stills where the girl is sucking your dick and you you pull it all the out so we can see the lens, we take those pictures. Sometimes as a viewer you, you're not going to know what you're looking at because you're looking at a video with pictures in it. So, you know, the correct way how I'm explaining to you is more of everything is real because it's a business. But it's, don't put too much hump in it. Don't put that too much energy where you think it's, it's we're not enjoying it. We're enjoying it just as a business. And we have to make sure that the scene looks good. Um, as an editor, as a director, you want to make sure that when you're looking at your finished product, that you have pictures for the box covers. You have still shots for the box cover. You can use those for Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Then you have the video. You have the intro that you can use for YouTube and Instagram. You have the scene itself that we have to make a trailer for. You know, we want to. Have, the scene is supposed to be between five minutes to say thirty minutes. And that's including everything. Um, usually, I usually shoot scenes to like 40 minutes because I feel as though that I want to make sure I cover all my, cover everything. Make sure I have my trailers. Make sure I have my pictures. Make sure I have my, because usually I put I put these uh, videos and trailers on different platforms. So I want to make sure I'm covered. So I don't have to put the same thing. I just kind of switch the trail up a little bit. So that's something that the viewers need to know. Uh, 
What else? Um, a lot of people always think uh, we out here just having sex unprotected and not getting tested. You know, a lot of people have to understand is being, even though we're performers and we're fucking every day, we having all these different types of girls and gang bangs and orgies, we're getting tested. Tested is a, a talent test that we have to take for the world, the world to see. If if Joe Blow around the corner wanted to say, hey, is Rome Major tested? He could, it's a possible way that you could find out through the government, not, the, not through the talent tested to see if I'm tested. It would show you everything that I took. The dates, you know, we, we cover three different, it's a scheduled date on the talent test. You have a seven-day, a 14-day, and a 30-day. The seven-day and the 14-day is, is uh, industry standard. The 30-day is up to your discretion if you still want to shoot with the person. The only good thing about that is it's a talent test. You know, it's a little bit different from a regular test. Yes, you can go get that regular test, but the regular test is not going to come back in the same day. That's what we're paying for. We're paying for a talent test. A if I took a test today at 3 o'clock, my test will come back at 9 o'clock in the morning. So that means if I had sex with a girl that night, if I had a sex with a girl that day and got tested, it will, it will come back and let me know if I have something or don't have nothing. That's how good it is. A lot of people always think the tests are the same, and they're not. You have a, a free test that's going to come back in four days. In that four days, I don't know what did you, what did you do in that four days. You could say nothing. We don't know that. You could have sex with 80 people. You could have sex with 10 people and then get your test back and you gave somebody something just because we don't know what you did with, with your test. Us as porn stars, we could do the same thing, but it's a little bit more different. This is our business. If anybody catch anything, let me tell you, it's gonna, you're not going to work for that month because it's going to take 14 days to clear up and then you got to get tested again. So you just wasted one, 155 155 and the test prices is, is 155 that's in uh, LA Vegas and Miami and it's 305 anywhere else so when you're spending that money and you go get tested and you have a dirty test it takes about 14 days for that for, for you to clear up between 10 to 14 days and guess what? It's ruining your money because now you got to get tested again after that 14 days. And you just spent 305. That's 605. It's not a game because, you know, you, you, you're, you're spending money to get money. A lot of performers, uh, a lot of people, a lot of viewers don't understand that um, we're not like the women, meaning that the women knows how to make money. They make money all day because we're here for the women. And, like, this is talking for a lot of male performers. You know, it's hard for us because we have to shoot content. We have to spend our own money to get the content done for the fans to see. And they don't understand we have to wait for that money to come back. I mean, yes, we have platforms where the money is coming back, and that's what it is. But we need, we have to entertain our fans every single day. We have to, enter, we have to enter, entertain our fans 365 days in a year. 
You know, I'm not saying the women don't go through that too. You have a lot of newer women that comes in the business and it's hard for them because they they don't have a name. And they have to try to pick their names, names up. They have to build their name, build their brands. Versus the OGs, if you're an OG, it's a little different. It's totally a little different because you, you've been established. You work for the companies. You, did, you shot content. You've been in the world of porn. You understand the do's and don'ts. You understand the no's. You know how to be professional. It's a little bit different. For the people that's new, that's coming in, it's a little bit harder. It's not easy. It's not like you're just going in there having sex and you think it's, that's all we do. No. It's really difficult. It's not easy. It is not easy. I remember somebody said to me, I was working for uh, this company, Black on Black Crime in uh, New York, and the uh, owner, his name is Duke, Duke Skywalker. And he said something to me that really shocked me as a male performer. Um, I was I was getting ready for a scene, but before the scene, I was having sex with this girl. Um, I, I was using a condom. I was fucking her, you know, no issues. It was years ago. And I bust a nut. But, you know, me personally, in my personal life, I bust four nuts. You know, three to four nuts. So in my head, if I bust one nut, it shouldn't matter. You know, I'm about to go on set. I'm about to give this girl some work. I, I did my part. But when it was time for me to bust a nut, let me tell you, oh, my God, it was probably so, it was the hardest thing in the world. I bust that nut, and a little bit came out. I'm talking about little droplets, droplets. And uh, the director didn't say nothing on set. I was like, ah, and these little pops came out. It was so small. It was so embarrassing. Um, and I, in my head, I was like, I hope he's going to take that. And when they end the scene, man, my director, Duke and Pat, oh, man, they chewed me out. And that's probably one of my, like, uh, I don't know, 10th scene in the business. And... Now, I did over, like, 2,000 scenes or more. I mean, I, I, I did a lot of scenes. But just looking at this particular scene right here, my my uh, Duke said to me, Rome, you have to understand something. This is not a game. This is business. You cannot have sex. I said, how did you know I had sex? He said, bro, you look at your cum. And I looked at it, and I said, oh, Oh, that's why you got to preserve your nut before the scene. Oh, this is the reason why you can't have sex for like a week or two. Oh, shit. Damn. I, it took me a while to kind of figure that out. It took me a while to figure that out. And I always remember that when I'm shooting my scenes. I always remember Duke. Duke always told me that. This is not a, this is not a game. You got to put your head... Take your head out your ass and put your head in the game. This is a business. Take this shit seriously. And that's when I took it seriously. You know, and it's crazy. It's, it, it, a lot of people that do enter the business, they don't understand that, that they think it's easy and it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy at all. It, it's easy to be a content creator. That's easy. You don't have no cameras in your face. You don't have people dictating you, tell you what you have to do. You don't have girls irritated your dick ain't big or whatever the case is. You don't have those type of rules when you're on set. You can't come in there with your hat on. You can't come in there with your sneakers and, and your No, it doesn't work that way. 
This is a business. They're paying you to do what they need you to do as that business. And that what that's what was the hardest thing for me because I hate when people tell me what to do. I hate it. It's not that I don't respect it, but if I think I'm doing it right, and you're trying to if you're trying to help me, it's a way how you need to say it. But if I feel those you're yelling at me, my dick would get soft. My mind want to be in the head game because I'm worrying about what that person said about me. So you know, as any other male performer out there that's trying to get into the business, listen to the words that I'm saying. It's not easy. You might have directors picking and choosing who they want to, if they like you or not. You know? And if you're not good, your first impression is always the best impression. And you cannot mess that up. Your word is your bond in this business. So for me, I'm glad who I am today. I'm glad that people respect me. I'm glad that people love me. I'm glad that people, you know, know who I am because all it takes, all it takes is one or two times for people to look at you wrong and then your career and your life is over. For all the viewers out there, is there anything else that I need to make y'all be aware of? Um, Papa Chulo, what do you think? Well, the other thing that I want to pick your brain on, which is kind of similar but different, I mean, you're talking about the sets and experiences and what you, you should be prepared for. The thing that I want to ask is, is there something in the business? Is there an aspect of the industry that you do not enjoy? Aspect that I don't enjoy. I, I wish, I wish the industry treat everybody equally. I wish the industry just make everybody win awards, not the same people. You know, when it comes to AVNs or XBiz or um, those are the main two categories that all entertainers, all performers, all around the world, everybody's going to these events, you know. They're trying to see what they did, did, did for the year. Are they going to win an award? You know, I think there's enough awards really out there for everybody. Um, it's a lot of people that didn't get awards that really do deserve awards. And... And I know they bust their asses, and they didn't get awards, you know. Shout out to Urban X Awards, you know. Urban X Awards gave a platform to give African-American performer awards, you know, and it feels good. It feels good to be in the industry where they accept you and do different things. Now, AVN and, and Expert, they do give African-American awards. They do do that. They do, do give they do give them type of words to them, but it's it's you see it here and there. It's like a salt and pepper, you know. It's not like Urban X Awards. Urban X Awards give everybody awards. White people, black people, it doesn't matter. They give everybody awards, and they make everybody feel good. AVN does the same thing, but to a certain extent. XBiz does the same thing, but just to a certain extent. You know, I just really feel it's a new era. It's a new generation where more people of color need to have more awards. You know, we bust our asses just like everybody else. We put the same type, same amount of time in just like everybody else. You know, but then when, that's when you start thinking about, I wish it was more black producers in the business. I mean, I think you only had West Coast Productions, uh, Mind Geeks, Twisted Bliss, um, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. 
it's only a lot of content creators that's that's black that's doing their thing that's putting that work in but a lot of people don't get recognized you know but these i'm not really talking about more of the content creators. this is more of the performers i'm really talking about you know before the era changed with the pandemic came through and everybody started becoming content creators this was more of like the performers that really been in the business you know it's a lot of girls out there that deserve recognition there's a lot of males out there that deserve recognition and they didn't get it you know and sometimes you just gotta stay humble keep smiling and keep it moving you know hopefully one day everything's gonna change and i hopefully i hope i really hope you know it happens man because to keep going to these award ceremonies to hear keep hearing the same names being awarded over and over and over is just really annoying you know they if you want to make them win good that's cool but let other people win them awards you know i like uh the why not awards i love the why not awards they give everybody awards they they really take the time to to put the the the, the effort in to make sure people win awards you have different uh cam um because why not it's more of a, of a of a cam company like a streaming streaming site you know, for all the people that it's cam models, um, man, yeah, that's that's really the main thing, man. I just really just wish everybody was just equal. I wish everybody get paid the same. I wish everybody was just on the same level, you know. So we all think you have to play. This is a business we all trying to work together on. You know, it's not a competition. So, yeah, that's about it. Well, you touched on something that I wanted to discuss next. So let's just dive deep into this as a black man in the industry have you ever felt any racism discrimination or micro microaggressions directed at you what's your take on being a black male performer in the adult industry well you know there's a couple little things uh i have one where i remember i went to an agency and i was applying for this agency and i liked it you know i wanted to go there heard a lot of good things about it, and I was talking to the uh, agent, and I was like, hey, can I apply for your company? And he said to me, well, wrong, you know. Um, so let me explain. You have you have a large dick, right, but your dick is not big enough. Like, we got to be over 10, 10, 10 inches. And most black men have to be hung. So in my head, I, I was kind of confused because I was just like, well, wait a minute. I see a bunch of white performers, white perform male performers on your 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 your, your website and your category, and they not hung. Oh, they don't have to be hung. They can be small, short, whatever inch they want to. They should be scenes. But when we shoot in scenes, the guys, the black guys, have to be hung. And I was just like, wow, damn. But mind you, I'm a good performer. So you know, in my head, I said, damn, I I, I earned my stripes. You told me I have to be hung now? I, I mean, I think I'm hung, but okay. All right. Okay. All right. And, you know, I kind of kind of felt like a slap in my face, you know, personally. Um, if I – so that means if I was a white performer, a white male performer coming to business, and I was a hung and I applied for that company, you mean you will book me. You will put me on your roster, and you'll start booking me with scenes. But I have to be hung as a black performer to work for your company. Okay. All right. Keep that in mind. Um, 
Second is uh, when they pick in different roles and different things for different casts. Now, now, for the last two years, the industry has been doing good. You know, they've been doing certain things now. But before, it's just, and don't get me wrong, it's, they, they're getting better. You know, they're not doing the miracle work, but they are getting better. But, you know, just in before, it, it's just, I just, I just feel, if the answer is, if, if I do, I think racism is still in the industry? Yes, of course. Of course. What? Of course. But I do know a lot of white directors that I know personally that I love. Not love, but that I, I hang out with, that talk to, we chop it up. So I'm not saying everybody's racist. It's just a lot of it's just racism, how porn was doing back in the day. They still got that mentality now. You know, it changed over 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 these few years, but, you know, they just need to do better. You know, they, they took out the word interracial. Like, you know, that kind of bugged me. They, they deleted the word interracial. And it kind of it, it kind of seems more a slap in the face. Because everybody knows outside the porn world, it's supposed to be, interracial is supposed to be anybody. Anybody, not the same entity, ethnic. So if it's a white, have sex with an Asian girl, that's interracial. A black, have sex with a white, that's interracial. Uh, uh, Indian girl, have sex with an Asian guy, that's interracial. But they don't call that interracial. I think that's the stupidest thing. They call it interracial only as a black guy having sex with a white girl. Mm-hmm. That's what's interracial with. That, that blows my mind from today. Like, that, that's the word interracial. And it's, it's, it's just, they, they took it out from the category like they did something. You didn't do anything. All you did is use the word interracial for your profits, and then you took it out for your profits. Of course, we can't use it because we sound dumb now. Like, you know, hey, I just had an interracial scene. It's like, you know, Come on. You shouldn't have took interracial out the category. You should have just made interracial for everything and call it a day. We would have been happy. And when I say we, I'm talking about the world, the performers. The performers, all the performers around the world would have been happy if they just called everything interracial versus just laboring as a black guy having sex with a white girl. It's called interracial. I didn't like And this is just my preference. You know, for anybody that to the fence to that, you know, this is my opinion, you know. When they're picking people for different roles, you know, sometimes I see different movies, different things from all the different companies in the uh, the West Coast, and I just feel that it would be nice to pick more black performers, you know. Hey, hey, come on, come on. We, we, we as black, black, we are, we as black community, we give it. We give it. It might not be, you know, sometimes they always say it's not to the best they standards, but come on, man. We put that work in, man. Like, you got black.com. Of course they're going to hire black men. It's called black.com. You know? It's like they, they're making different websites to, to get more of the black men in. That's good. But how come, how come, how, the only person, it's only, let me see, t real. T-Real, from a performer to an agency, and now he's doing movies. He's doing something with his performer as a black performer. He, he, he leveled up 
every few years. You have Prince Joshua from a performer to an agency. He leveled up. He did something different. It's not a lot of performers doing something. After you have a certain time frame in the business, what else you want to do? You know, this is another one that's uh, how I think racism in the industry. It's like uh, sometimes you get you get uh, different different performers. You got different performers. You know, it's already bad enough where. Um, let me explain this more. You have different performers that will come in to LA, and sometimes I see the performers and I'll be like, "Damn, she's beautiful. I would love to work with her." And she's Asian, you know, and I'm thinking it's a good, it's a perfect thing. But what happens is you have some of these agents will basically tell the performers, like, you can't work with him yet. And she'd be like, why? Well, it's an interracial price. Oh, okay. So I can't work with no black guys. No. So you can work with all the white guys you want, but you can't work with no black guys. Now, if a company shoots the girl for interracial, she's open to shoot content with black guys. But that's till whenever that happens. The problem I hate is sometimes I want to work with certain people and I feel like we're, we as black men or black women or whoever in the black community, we get, we get the last. We get the last to work with the girls. And I just think it's kind of unfair. You know, it's already bad enough they took out the, the word interracial. And we all know interracial is basically black versus white. Why it have to be black versus white? You know, um, it, it's crazy that I have to wait for a performer to say, yes, I'm ready. Honestly, I feel disrespected already. I feel like it's a slap in my face. I have to wait four or five months to finally get a chance to shoot with you where you clearly know you want to shoot with me. You clearly know you're not white. You're Asian. You know, it's already bad enough that we have to wait for certain females to, to, to shoot with. We have to wait until they shoot in a ratio so we as black men to shoot with the girl. I just think it's unfair. I think it's totally unfair. You know, I've been in this industry over 10 years, and it's been happening ever since. If, if certain girls come in and I'll be like, yo, I want to shoot with you, oh, I can't. My agent said I can't shoot interracial until I get booked for interracial. And I'll be like, interracial? That's been passed. That's gone. Like, what do you mean? I have to wait to shoot with you? But then, But then again, if you're a white guy, you can shoot with anybody you want. You can shoot content, no problem. But I have to wait as a black man. It just, it's it just, it's, 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 it just, I just think it's, it's unreasonable. You know, I have a, it was a girl that I met during Exotica, and uh, we took pictures. Everything was having fun. You know, I, I inboxed her, talked to her. Everything was going good, and she was just like, um, when I get a chance to shoot content, I will let you know. I said, all right, no problem. Just keep me in mind. And two, two months went down, and I hit her back up, and she was like, oh, um, I can't shoot interracial right now. And I said, interracial? What you mean? Well, my agent said I can't shoot with any black performers until I shoot with a company that shoot that book us. And I said, wait, 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 wait. So you try and say you can't shoot no content whatsoever with any black people, basically. Basically. I mean, she don't want to say that, but yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's just so unfair. So when I be looking on the, 
on Twitter and I seen all these white people, all these white performers shooting with the girl. What about me? What about all the rest of the people that want to shoot with you too? We have to wait. And it, it, it's, goes, it's going on right now. It's like, to me, it's still racism where the companies are allowing the, the women performer to wait to shoot interracial. I just think it's kind of unfair. I just, you know, it's always a white director that's making all these different companies, that's having all these crazy traffics. Why the black community or black men, black, black women can't form a company? Can't just, let's do it. When people going to change? When, 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 when is that time going to happen? People always say, Ron, what you, what, what you going to do now? You've been in business all these years. Are you going to form a company? Are you going to get a bunch of guys to be on your site? Honestly, I really don't know. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, I'm, I'm enjoying myself as a performer, traveling, shooting, working, living this life. But it, it has to be a change, though. You can't do it forever. You know, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm, I'm going in the right track. I'm going in the right path. But just to get back on the subject, um, is there anything else you want to like ask me so I can? Kind of answer it more. Well, no, no, no. Uh, well, I mean, I think you covered all that. Uh, I, th- I think, um, I think everything that you said was really important to be said. Uh, I mean, there really, as you said, aren't any black-owned companies out there that are shooting, as I like to call it, ebony erotica. You know, black man, mm-hmm. black woman, and that sort of thing. It sort of fell off. And uh, I, I mean, whenever I've spoken to anybody that's in the industry, that's like, you know, an insider, they always said, oh, because, it, you know, uh, when it's, you know, all black performers, um, it gets bootlegged a lot and this, that, or the other. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. All porn gets pirated. Like everything. Like right. everything in entertainment, media, period. Whether it's mainstream or adult, it all gets bootlegged. So it's all pirated. So I don't believe that excuse. I feel like it's just the industry not wanting to do it. You know, there were great studios in the past, but when I mentioned these studios, I mean, they, they're kind of like, it's almost like it's in the Stone Age that I'm talking about because it's been so many years. Yes. But it's like, like I remember yes. Video Team. I remember Afrocentric. I remember West Coast mm-hmm. Productions when it was like the hotness. But now... Mm-hmm. I mean, who really does it? Like, yes, there are, as you said, content creators that, you know, that do shoot it. But there isn't really a major studio, a major presence that does it nowadays. Like, will they do it once in a while? Sure. Will there be a scene in, like, a feature movie? Sure. But outside of that, there isn't a, a, um, a consistent presence pumping out the content which now, is disappointing you do have right now now you do you do have local companies now there are you local yes local yes I, and, and that's no that's no shade to the local and the smaller and, and the independent uh amateur studios as well like I, that's no shade to them i'm just saying like a big major presence you know yes. on the west yes. coast in Vegas, in Miami, that, you know, it's like a big major name. Like, you don't see, 
Uh, yeah, well, I, I think Bang Bros, they do have the, the Brown Bunnies series, which sometimes features right. it. But, I mean, but it isn't, it much, it isn't like much. Video Team. It isn't like Afrocentric. It isn't like West Coast Productions, which were consistently churning out titles that featured it. And also features. I mean, let's be for real. I mean, I remember West Coast Productions actually came out with, you know, features, like movie-style productions that featured right. all black cast. Correct. It's just as disappointing. Like, uh, I wish the industry would wake up. If there is, you know, a sort of, uh, over the past couple of years, the industry, you know, giving much more opportunities to the black men, like, I wish that they would do that to the black women as well. Yes, yes. There's a lot of black women that need recognition, you know, that really put work in. And a lot of people always ask, how come there's not a lot of black women in the business? And it's not that there's not a lot of black women in the business. They are. They're still holding their seat, the place where they they started. They're still in there. But a lot of people that's not in the business, you have to understand is back then they wasn't booking black performers like that. They wasn't paying black performers like that. You know, they was paying them the rate, but it was, it, you know, if 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 you was friends, if it was a black girl, if it was a black girl and a white girl that came in the business together as friends, by the end of their friendship, either they're going to be arguing or they're not going to be friends no more. Because what's going to happen is, the, the director is going to pay the white women more than the black woman. And it happens all the time. And I'm not saying it happens now because, you know, generation did change and he took out the word interracial. But before, it was hard. A lot of black women wasn't getting paid. They were sitting there waiting to get shot and they wasn't getting shot. And they ended up leaving the business and living their everyday life. Me, I don't think that. Like, you know, when you're in this type of business, we, we're not going to be the next president. We not we're, our face is pouring everywhere around the world. Everybody's going to view us and judge us in a different way. So we are in a box that we have to work together as a team to make everybody live and eat off the same plate. And it's not like that, you know. Um, you said something. Early, you said the, uh, it was a company. Uh, it was called uh, uh, Coastal Kings. Now uh, I think it was called Smash dot com at one point, I uh, was doing the pen, like a little bit before, after the pandemic, and they changed their name to Coastal Kings. It was a black-owned company. His name was Rick. He, he came up. He showed love to everybody. He was trying to make a black company in in the West Coast. And, man, it was just hard. Like, a lot of people wasn't really giving them that love how they were supposed to. You know, it's a thing where you have... This is how I look at the, the world today, where I'm at now. It's easy for all the white companies, the white performers, they share the girls. They share the performers with each other. They don't argue. They don't bitch. They don't whine. They just do it, make money, and they live it. When it comes to the black performers, we argue. It's always an issue. It's always jealousy. It's always envy. It's always, it's always something. It's like we can never work together. And, you know, I don't understand why. The generation needs to change. It's easy. I'm, I'm doing it right now for this whole year right now. I've been doing a lot of people, like I have, a, in my category, I got over 700 pieces of content I own where I was about 400 of that is all boy girls. Um, 
And what I mean by content, content means what I produce, what did I pay for, what did I do. Those are my content versus the things that I shot for many, many years. Um, I'm changing up the, the scenario. Instead of me shooting boy, girl, where I'm just having a girl to myself. Listen, when I look on Twitter and when I look on Instagram, it's millions of women. It is millions. Oh, my God, there's so many. You can't fuck them all. What you need to do is, is take this as a business. If the white people could do it, the black people could do the same thing. We just got to work together more. I started shooting a whole lot of boy, boy, girls. Getting my, getting my peers into the scene and we shoot together. If I have a brand, I want to shoot with you to show you that we could do it together. We can make this happen. We need some big spenders. We need some. We need some sponsors. We need to. We need to get this off the ground. This has to change. This can't be a recurrent. This can't keep going in circles. They have to change, man. They have to. And we have some big thinkers out there. We got people that's willing to spend it, but they don't want to risk it. A lot of people, as as, I don't know if, if it's just the, the black community that we're scared to spend the money, to put that money out there, to risk it. You know, I don't know if that's the reason. But something needs to change. You know? Something needs to change. I'm, you know, shout out all the, the local companies out there. You know, you got Woke Boys, you got Freak Mob, you got Nasty Media, mm-hmm. you got uh, Black Star, you got uh, Exotic Angels, you got um, Buddha Bangs, you have uh, um, Girls Gone Wireless, um, Richard Man World. You know, you have a lot of local studios that's building black on black content, but they're just not getting a lot of recognition. Yeah. A lot of, some people keep going and some people stop. And I mean studios. You know, I, I wish it can keep on going. And it's not that they don't keep. I just think that. I think the West Coast has to recognize those studios also. They're putting in the same type of work. I just think they need to kind of show them the game or 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 the steps, so we can so everybody can live freely in the in the in, in the world of porn. Yeah, because everybody has an audience. Everybody has a fandom. Everybody has people with pockets full of money that wants to give them money to watch them perform. So I, I don't know. I just I've never understood it. Uh, hopefully, somebody in the industry maybe it's real major, but somebody makes a, a major change, and uh, something happens. So uh, all one can do is put the positive vibes out there, and uh, hopefully something can uh, manifest itself. But um, let's lighten things up. We've been talking about some deep stuff. And the next question I have for you is a big question that I'm sure a lot of your fans might be curious about, especially because after hearing you talk about that story about that producer that was basically saying, Rome Major's not packing. How much is Rome Major packing? Not, Fill the listeners in. I'm, they want to know. I'm nine and a half. I'm about nine, not between nine to a nine and a half. You know, when I get to my max, it's nine and a half. You know, um, you have to... Me personally, it's it, it, it's about the chemistry. You get the girls, man. You, you your dick can get so hard because you're so turned on by the woman. Like the more beautiful you are, the more 
have a good personality, it's 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 over. My dick is going hard. I'm going in. I'm gonna give you that major work for real. She is that yeah, the major. <laughs> he starts to salute. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know what people used to say to me? Um I had uh somebody said to me, Hey Rome, I see you be saluting in the scenes. Why do you do that? And I used to when I have sex with a girl and I'm having sex, I'm I'm putting that work in and this is uh-huh. just me by myself. And mentally, I think to myself, while the camera's on, wow, I'd love to tell the world what this pussy is. This is certified right here. This is grade A, 100% beef right here. And I would turn to the camera, and while I'm having sex, in mid-motion, where I know I'm holding the girl, where I'm handling right, I would throw up a salute sign, and I'd just be like, yo, this pussy right here, this shit is certified. And I salute it to the camera, and I go back in, and give her that work. And I've always been doing that. That's my little niche. That's my style. Um, that is telling whoever's listening that I'm mm-hmm. giving this girl this major work. She's loving these moans. You're looking at me stroking. I'm into it. I'm loving it. I'm hitting them angles. I'm, it's ready. It's time for a cum shot. Salute. Well, you know what? That's, that's a good segue. Because let's talk about the cum shot. We've talked about it a little bit. You've mentioned it a couple times. So I want to get to get into your mind and uh, get a better understanding of how do you prepare for it. Because you are the dude in the scene. You've got to deliver a pop shot at the end. What do you do in particular to to make sure it's yeah, a good pop, to make sure it's a consistent pop? So first thing as a male performer, you know you, you, you wasn't supposed to have sex between that week or that two-week time. That's one. Um, usually when you don't have sex for a few weeks and you have build-up come, you can have sex multiple times and keep on eating between because you know you want to have a good pop shot. Um, you have to drink plenty of water. Before the scene, you have to drink at least two, three bottles of water. You have to have water flowing through your system. So that means when you ejaculate, that pop is looking beautiful. It's splatting where it needs to splat at. It's landing where it needs to land at. And it looks thick and heavy. So I usually, uh, the only time um, men in general take any type of Viagra, Cialis, it's only if you know the scene is going to be hard. All male performers take Viagras. You know, they always say, you know, you drink a lot of water, eat a lot of fruit. Yeah, you do that before the shoot. But, Sometimes if the shoot calls for a Viagra or Cialis, take it because you're good at your last scene. So when I'm ready for my shoot and I'm getting there, um, my best thing to do is always fuck before I pop. Uh, A lot of directors don't like that. A lot of directors be saying, you know, they want you to jerk your dick and then just give that load on that girl. And I said, honestly, I can't. not saying I cannot do it. I can, but I don't want to. I'd rather have sex with a girl, give me about three to five minutes, and I get ready for my pop. And my, and my chemistry, how I go through my pop is, I look at the girl like she's my girlfriend. My best position is she laying on her stomach. I lay on a couch or the bed. I look at her, I turn her face so I can see her cheeks, her eyes, her pretty hair, her titties hanging out just a little bit, and I slip my dick in. I start biting her on her, on not biting, but like caressing her back and her neck, and boom, I can get it right there to that pop. And if if the if the chemistry was 
super good that it is usually usually is. I'd be like, I'm ready, and I'll tell the girl to either sit down, either either I'm going to give her a facial, either I'm going to give her a cream pie, either I'm going to give her uh, a doggy position on her ass or on her nice, beautiful titties. And I love giving cream pies. Ah, I love giving cream pies and facials. My best two. Um, what a lot of people don't understand is in the beginning of porn, when I used to shoot porn, um, I used to always want to come on the girl face. And I had a situation once a long time ago where we, me and the girl discussed that I was going to shoot on, come on her ass. And I ended up coming on her face and she was upset. And even though the scene was good, she explained to me and I never understand this. And after she explained this to me, it made sense from that day on. Whatever the girl is featured as, she got a fat ass. She got some big titties. She got some pretty lips. Those, that's what you want to come on because the fans like her for her fat ass. Her fans like her for them big ass titties. The fans like her because she got a pretty ass face. Or baby, she just so damn beautiful. You just want to come in there. You want to give her a cream pie. So whatever that feature that girl has, that's where you need to come at. And when she explained that to me, I told her, my, my bad. I apologize for that. She wasn't mad, but she was just more of like, you know, you got to understand when a woman say you have to do this or the director say you have to do this. This is where you pop at. And, uh, you know, this, this was like 10 years ago, 11 years ago, you know, and from where I'm at now, I always follow that rule. If I look at the girl and she got a fat ass and she said, hey, where you want to come at? I'm going to come on your ass. Because I know this is what we are looking at this girl for. If she don't have no ass and she got some big titties and the girl asks me, where you going to come at? I'm going to come at them pretty titties. And when I come on them titties, I want you to jiggle the titties around. You know, put the cum in your mouth a little bit. You know, if I'm coming on your facial, your face, I want the cum to drip on your lips, down to your titties. I want you to play, play with it with, with your mouth. If I'm giving you a cream pie, I want you to turn around, lay on your back, open your legs real wide, and, let the, and push that come out. I want the world to see that I, I, I gave you a baby. I gave you some kids, you know. Hi, hypothetically speaking, you know, I ain't giving no kids. But, you know, <laughs> just having that, <laughs> having that come leak out on her, it just feels so good. Because in the fantasy world, you're thinking, oh, my God, I got a present. You know, or if I'm coming in her asshole, and she, she gave her ass all the way wide out and have that cum just tripping out of her ass. Man, that should look so good because I want to go back in. You know, see that big gape hole, her pretty face and that fat round ass? Oh, man, I'm ready for round two. All right. So tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know, something unique about Rome Major that the listeners might not know, something surprising. Um, so I used to do uh, porn from back in the day. Uh, it's called Black on Black Crime, where it was a super aggressive porn, super aggressive, you know, slapping, choking, spitting on, being super disrespectful, you know, and when people meet me in person, I'm a totally different guy. Like, I'm, hey, what's going on? I'm humble. You know, I, I conversate, you know, I get into details of what we're talking about. Well, let me say this. Let person. me say this. Can I give you props? Can I give you some props? Yeah. 
And yeah. uh, listeners, I'm not just saying it because because I'm interviewing them, but this is the truth. Like the times that I've met Ron Major have always been at conventions, and he has been the most super chill person to interview at conventions. Super nice, super welcoming. I've seen him interacting with the fans. Like he is, he loves his fans. So uh, if you ever do see Ron Major out there, don't be intimidated based off of scenes and stuff. Uh, go up to Ron Major and tell him what's up. Yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. It's true. You know, it, it, it's different. It's a lot of times a lot of uh, women performers or just fans in general, you know, they will automatically think that I'm aggressive. Like, this is what I do on my spare time is, you know, smacking girls, choking them, and doing crazy stuff. But you have to understand, I'm just an actor. You know, sometimes this is what the company's paying me for. And when I was doing Black on Black Crime, you know, you have to understand that they get interviewed way before the scene for 45 minutes to make sure you know what today's date is, what's going on, you're not high, you're not on drugs, you know what, you, you saw the scene, you know what to expect, you know, and they'd be down for all that because, you know, you're getting paid and you're being an actor. So when most people meet me in the everyday world and when they talk to me, you know, I have a lot of people that be like, yo, I'm, I didn't know you was going to be like this. I thought you was going to be arrogant, smart ass, sarcastic, just an asshole. And I said, nah. I said, I only act like that in my scenes because I have to give that. You know, I am an actor. Whatever you need me to do, I'm going to do it to my best of my ability. Now I'm going to put my own Rome Major style in it. You know, I'll put my Rome Major style in anything. Nobody's not going to change me. You know, that's why I always keep everything consistent, keep everything focused. I try to be loyal. I show people that loyalness. When I meet people, it could be directors, performers, friends, family, anybody. I show you that I'm not a threat. I, you're not going to cross me. You're not going to cross me. I'm going to check you, but I'm not a threat. I'm not the person that you should be mad at. You know, um, I, I love all women performers. I respect them. I respect what they do and how they move in the business. You know, they have a hard, just, just how they have it, hard as males. You know, it's not really a double standard in this business, you know, when it comes to respect and how you need to be treated in the business. You know, I, not, I, don't, I do not, and when I'm saying I do not, I do not like to break women's boundaries. That's the worst thing I like to do. So sometimes I need somebody to be more direct and let me know what's going on, how the scene needs to be going. I always make sure I ask the questions. Because you want to make sure when you're in the scene, you're following all boundaries. It's a few times if if uh if I'm shooting a scene and a girl don't she don't want her hair pulled or she don't want her ass slapped or you know sometimes it's hard because when you're in room major action you do it sometimes and I remember a few times that I slapped a girl ass and I'm like sorry and she laughs because you know I was still being I still remembered I didn't continue you know like. You know, it, 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 you have to, we are here for the women, and we have to make sure that they're happy so we can be happy. Describe yourself in 10 words or less. 10 words or less. Awesome, humble, loyal, um, go-getter, um, being a boss, being a mentor, uh, I'm a venture, a venture. I'm a venture type. I'm a loving type. 
I'm a family man. Well, family man means that, you know, I, I care about my family and cousins. I don't have no kids yet. I'm still looking for that special someone. Um, and the last one, major. I like it. All right, so as we start wrapping things up, I have a group of sort of pop culture-ish questions that are designed to allow the fans and the listeners to get to know some of your favorites. So the first question is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Uh, ooh. It could be, is it what we're watching now or back in the day or just in general? Just in general. Oh, man. Okay, my favorite TV shows from back in the day was Family Matters uh, with Steve Urkel. That was funny. Uh, ALF, that was another show that I like. Um, I do like a little little bit animation. I like The Fifth of the North Star. I do like uh, Japanese and Kung Fu movies. Uh, my favorite two uh, actors are Jackie Chan and uh, Jet Li. My favorite actors, you know, I know you said TV shows, but, you know, my favorite actors are uh, Denzel, uh, Samuel, Mark, Mark, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Denzel Washington, Samuel uh, Jackson, uh, Mark Wahlberg. TV shows anymore. It's a, it's a few. Um, Black and Orange, TSI, and, you know, most of the, TSI mostly come on at nighttime when I'm in the middle of the night, you know, smoking a blunt. I'm here watching TV, and I love watching detective shows. Like, you know, trying to – it's crazy. It's like, you know, they literally tell you what you need to do in a predicament like this. So, you know, it's always fun watching that. I think that's about it. I know I kind of went off the subject, but – No, you're good. <laughs> you made the question your own, real major, so it's fine. All right, the next question is who are four – of your all-time favorite music artists? Oh, man. Little Baby, Dub Baby, uh, Jay-Z, and uh, Nicki Minaj, and Cardi B. I love Cardi B, shit. And the Migos. I love Migos. What are three of your most favorite films? Three of your, mo- of, of three, your most favorite movies that you watch over and over and over again. Oh, man. New Jack City. Nice. Damn. I'm not going to just name any movies, but I got to be particular. Uh, Avatar. Uh, New Jersey Drive. I could watch that over and over. Uh, and uh, the, what is it called? The, the, the Delightful Eight. What is it called? The, the Hateful Eight. I think the Tarantino that's what, that movie with Samuel L. Jackson? Yes, yes, okay, yes. I'm mad. If you want to say, uh, you know, I got a scary movies, you know, like Chucky and, and uh, Chucky I used to watch over and over. I used to watch all the, uh, the movies back and forth and see this little doll just running around killing people. It was just hilarious to me. There's a TV show now. I know, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet either, but, uh, yeah, it's got two seasons already. But okay. I hear it's crazy. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I ain't get a chance to check it out yet. What are two foods you can't live without? Seafood and Jamaican food. Any nice. type of Jerk chicken. Food. Like, it got to be, yeah, uh, oxtail. My favorite is oxtail, rice and peas, 
plantains and cabbage. I can't live without. And uh, fish. I love fish. I love it. Or beef ribs. Oh, my God. I love me some beef ribs. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. And so if I had to pick two, it would have been the crib food and uh, beef ribs. <laughs> and what is one of your guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasure. What you mean? Guilty pleasure. Whatever you consider a guilty pleasure. Something they, that you enjoy a lot. Uh, it could be something to eat. It could be something to watch, something to do. What's a guilty pleasure? Oh, I, oh my guilty pleasure would be uh, sometimes at night I get a, the munchies where I'm eating a bunch of candy and chocolate and shit I'm not supposed to be eating at nighttime. So, yeah, it's sweets. I could say my guilty pleasure would be. All right. And uh, I know you need to be careful with that. You can't lose the real major abs. <laughs> oh, trust me. I got to get my ass back in the gym. It, don't look, it looks <laughs> good still, but I need to tighten up. All right. There you go. For the year 2023. Yes. 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 And what are you currently binging? Is there anything that you're binge watching right now? Oh, man. Uh, the Harlem. It was a movie called The Harlem. Wait, The Godfather with, uh, of Harlem? Yeah, The Godfather of Harlem with Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker, Whitaker, yeah. I, as soon as I heard about it, it was I think it was one season and second season, and I saw both seasons in like two days. I kept on watching it over and over and over. Like those, when you're watching those type of shows, I mean, yeah, you can always pause it and wait, but man, I get greedy and just say, man, fuck it. Right. <laughs> All right, Ro Major. Well, we are heading towards the end of the interview. Just a couple questions left. And uh, the next one I have for you is what's next for Ro Major? What can the listeners expect from you? In the near future, we're right now at the start of December. It's the final month of the year. We got 2023 right around the corner. What's next for you? The next for Rome Major now, I'm going to do something a little bit different. You know, a lot of people always go to these conventions to meet people, to network with people. And you know what, man? I've really been doing this quite a while now. I think I went to every porn convention there was except for the ones that – in Europe and and uh, in Canada, but for anything in the U.S., I went to almost 85% of the shows. Um, I want to do something different. I want to travel through different states. I want to meet other content creators. I want to work with other content creators. I don't want to just stay in L.A. and just treat the same people in the West Coast, Vegas and L.A. I think it's I think because during the pandemic and the content creators came in, it changes the world now. You have other it's other performers out there that want to shoot with you, that want to brand with you, that want to collaborate with you. And I'm open to that now. Um, it's no different if a company find the baddest girl or a, a hot male, male performer. We could do the same thing too. We just got to keep our eyes open and stay focused and shoot scenes. Um, so my next thing is I'm going to start traveling the world more, going to different states that I've never been to, different countries that I've never been to, um, different, this different, way different, and see if there's any other content creators out there. Um, I'm coming out with uh, other than RoeMajor.com. I'm changing up my category, my catalog, my catalog. So I'm breaking up, I'm breaking the scenes up in different categories. You know where 
uh, more of my fans could see more of my, my girls. And what I mean is different categories, like the, the, the white women, I'm going to have a name for that category. The black women, ebony. You know, the BBW is a different category. Um, four ways, a different category. Uh, hot wives, a different category. Um, you know, everybody's going to be in different categories. I, I don't want to put Rome Major as RomeMajor.com and he does everything. That's good, but I want to separate that because a lot of, I think what needs to go on RomeMajor.com is just a lot of boy girls. It's all about me. And then when they switch off to different things, that's why I'm coming out with the different sites. For 2023, I'm going to come out with new sites, new looks, new ways. I have to change it up. Um, I have a lot of content. I'm still shooting a lot of content, meaning that I have, sometimes I have content just sitting. I have content just sitting, and it needs to be more exploited. It needs to be exposed. It needs, it needs some exposure. And a lot of girls who shoot with me, you know, wait till a year later, then I put the scene out. I need to put the scene out now. Um, right now, I'm heading to, uh, next week, I'm heading to uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, I'm going to be from Fort Lauderdale to Orlando to Tampa for the next three weeks. I'm going to shoot over. I'm going to shoot about 50 scenes. I guarantee that. You know, um, that's a lot of work. But, you know, 52 scenes is really a yearly subscription. That's one scene every week. If I do 50 scenes, that's already cover a year. Yeah. If I if I want to sit down, lay down, and relax for two, three years and not do anything, I could do that. I have a update. I have a new update I could put on my platform. Um, so I'm just going to change it up. I'm changing up the whole 2023. Um, I'm gonna start interacting. Like I interact more on my business time, but when it comes to my personal time, I'm really self. You know, I say to myself a lot. Um, I'm always in the house. I'm always doing stuff. When it's time to party, it's time to party. When it's time to network, it's time to network. So, you know, um, I'm changing it up. I'm changing it up. It's crazy. It's a countdown before it hit January, you know. Um, now, with the industry, it does kind of start like February 1st, right, Papatulo? Well, yeah, I mean, after AVNs, right? Right, I'm thinking. Everything kind of starts up like February. After AVN, everybody relaxes and then boom. The new yeah. year really starts. But then remember, February a lot of people shoot stuff while AVN's going down. Yes. Yes, they do. So, yeah, that's really about it. Um, yeah, I'm just changing up the style, changing how I look at view things. Uh, if anything, that look, you know, boring or old or, you know, I'm changing it up. Um, I am, uh, for the companies, you know, I'm going to still work with companies. I'm still being booked everything, but I'm not really pressed to work with companies as much. Um, I'm, I really, I really like the idea of uh, you being your own boss, being your own entrepreneur, you work in your own business, you know, you see your own income, you see your own money, you see your own fame. You know, I, I kind of like that idea. You know, I just, I just hope my message to the world, this podcast, this hearing, it gets out to a lot of people and hopefully we get some, some changes start because we definitely need some changes. I'm definitely changing and the world definitely needs to change. 
And on that note, let's allow your fans to get to know how they can find you. You talked about all this great content that you have already done and you have and, and this great content that you're going to be filming in the next couple of weeks. Where can the fans find you online? Hook me up with your social media, hook me up with your OnlyFans, hook me up with your website, hook me up with any other avenue where the listeners can access your content. This is your time to just give every single link that is all about Rome Major. Okay, you can see all my, mostly a lot of my things that I put on my, if you want to see something quick, fast, and you want to get to the point, you can go to my mini vids. It's uh, romemajormanyvids.com, R-O-M-E dot M-A-N-Y-V-I-D-S C-O-M. Uh, if you want to catch me, if you want to catch me on my OnlyFans, I have two different OnlyFans, right? I have one for my gay fans that I have to entertain, and I have one for my straight fans that I have to entertain. Uh, the one for my gay fans is uh, Rome Major World, OnlyFans slash RomeMajorWorld.com. For my straight fans, for my straight OnlyFans, it's uh, OnlyFans slash Major Work. If you want to see my more exclusive stuff, Professional, it's on my website. It's uh, romemajor.com, R-O-M-E-M-A-J-O-R dot C-O-M, romemajor.com. If you want to call me on a late night, you can hit me on my sex panther. It's called textromemajor.com, T-E-X-T-R-O-M-E-M-A-J-O-R dot com, C-O-M, textromemajor.com. Um, if you want to find me everywhere and you don't feel like trying to get these different individual things, you can hit me on my, uh, my hubster.com. Uh, I'm going to forget my link. Oh, it's called romemajorlinks.com. R-O-M-E-M-A-J-O-R-L-I-N-K-S dot C-O-M. Romemajorlinks.com. If you want to find me on my Twitter, now you remember, Twitter is, to me, forget Instagram. Forget all the other platforms. You want to see the sex? Go on Twitter. A lot of people don't understand that. Twitter is where it's at. You see everything. Your favorite performer, naked, ready to go. Um, you can hit me on my Twitter. It's twitter.com slash romemajorxxx. Twitter, T-W-I-T-T-E-R dot C-O-M slash Rome Major Triple X, R-O-M-E-M-A-J-O-R-X-X-X. If you, if you don't like Twitter and you want to be on my Instagram, I have an Instagram too. It's called The Real Rome Major. Real, R-E-A-L-R-O-M-E-M-A-J-O-R. The Real Rome Major on my IG. And if you just were curious and you just want to Google me, you want to look me up right now. You want to make sure what I'm saying is correct. You can go into your Safari. You can go into your, your PC. You can go and type up Google Rome Major. Just go to Rome Major, R-O-M-E-M-A-J-O-R-X-X-X. If you Google me, I will come up in images, videos, and news. You will see everything. I think that's everything. I love it. I think you covered everything. So, uh... This does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans? 
and to the supporters that have downloaded and that are listening to this interview right now. I just want to say thank you, you know, Papa Chulo, for having me on your show. Of course. Um, the podcast, you know, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I like to have, you know, listeners, you know, listen to the stuff that I'm going through in life, you know, so they won't either, either make the same mistakes or even better. Um, you know, I always say everybody could be a porn star. Don't ever think that you can't. It's just that it takes a lot of focus and a lot of discipline to be in this business. Anybody could be a porn star. Anybody. You know, um, thank you for all the sponsors out there. You know, just uh, understanding my work, you know, understand, you know, I'm, I'm in the business for y'all. I'm here doing it for my fans. I love all my fans, you know, um, and I have a lot of good fans out there, loyal fans that stuck with me for years. And I just want to say thank you. And I'm going to continue doing me, continue entertaining you, and I'm going to live this life all the way to the fullest. Salute. I love it. Very nice, man. Very, very nice. So, Rome, I want to thank you so much for doing this interview. I mean, not just this one, but we had a whole part one. I mean, it turned into a two-part interview event with Rome Major. So I really appreciate you taking the time out to do this interview. It was a long time coming, and I'm glad that we finally got the chance to do this. You're welcome. I appreciate you. And, and the door's open for more. Whenever you want to come back to update the listeners and your fans on what you've been up to, you're more than welcome to. You know how to contact me so we can set this up all over again. You know it. You know I'm definitely down for it, man. I'm definitely down. You, 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 know, you, be, you have a, a big name in the industry. You've been doing this for quite a while. You know a lot of people. So, you know, I have no problem coming on your show again. And you're a special friend, bro. So I'm with you, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Salute to you, too. And, and uh, listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One on One with Papi Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading One on One with Papi Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One on One with Papi Chulo, visit poppychularadio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one on one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash poppychulo radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash poppychulo radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer, and with that... Rome Major and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Happy holidays. Let's go. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. 
and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash Radio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>